Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have another really special guest on, and this will be a bit of a different kind of conversation here. We're going to dive into the crazy world of, of NFTs and copyright and a ton of really interesting things that are going on at this intersection. And so I, I want to welcome 4156 uh, to the program. I was going to introduce you as Punk4156, but I know some things have changed over the last couple of weeks that we can certainly dive into. But why don't we start off with just a quick intro to yourself and kind of your journey into crypto? Yeah, sure, and, and and thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm a, a an anon uh, for now operating as as four one five six. I've I've been in the crypto space uh, since about twenty thirteen um, when I, w- I was working um, in 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 tech, kind of in a creative field within tech, uh, and and discovered Bitcoin, like many others. Um, kind of re- read the Satoshi white paper and and went down the rabbit hole. Um, you know, re- remember having having a couple of very distinct moments where w- when I finally grokked the Bitcoin white paper, just kind of like, you know, standing up and and realizing it was going to change the world, um, continued to, to operate in the space um, a, a, as a function of both, I guess, you know, kind of buying crypto early on and, and just being very, very interested um, in, in what it was going to do um, and, and went full-time crypto pretty early on. Um, kind of dis- discovered Ethereum early on as well. And, and I think that was another kind of uh, aha moment for me in the space when I understood um, this, you know, uh, the idea of tokenization and, and what the proliferation of, of tokens would mean. Um, and then I would say probably my third aha moment was was just over a year ago. You know, I had originally claimed some CryptoPunks without really thinking too much about them, but but then started thinking more deeply about non-fungible tokens you know that that most of the objects in the world can be represented as as non-fungible rather than fungible uh, and and what these tokens would would mean um, for culture and that ultimately it would it would be culture that would take crypto mainstream rather than the financial applications that we'd all been used to um so i you know i kind of developed a pretty deep thesis i would i would say on on non-fungible tokens um and then just just started operating primarily in in the nft you know sub subsector of of the ethereum economy yeah, it is a, that's a great place for us to to jump in. You mentioned kind of claiming your first uh, CryptoPunk or CryptoPunks. Maybe talk us through a little bit of what that experience was like. I, th- I think you mentioned that was earlier this year, maybe around February. So, so what that experience was like claiming these punks and what really attracted you to CryptoPunks initially? Yeah, sure. So the, the punks were actually claimed in, in 2017, I believe. Um, you know, at, at the time, that was just um, it, it seemed like an experiment that someone had released turned out Larva Labs had released uh, onto Ethereum. Um, they were released for free. Um, at the time, there was no MetaMask. There weren't sophisticated wallets. You know, you had to you had to be pretty deep down the rabbit hole already to to have the infrastructure ready to to kind of claim these. 
you know, was, was kind of looking at them with some friends and, you know, we, we messed around and, and kind of claimed, I don't know, it was like a handful each, five or six, um, and then really just forgot about them for, for quite a long time. Um, and again, it, it was just about a year ago when I, I started to really think a lot more about these non-fungible tokens that, that you know, I, I thought, well, oh, you know, I, I still have some of these punks. Let me take a look at them. And of course, the prices had started to increase and, and as tend, tends to happen, I think, you know, prices sometimes um, kind of initiate a, a bit of a mental feedback loop as, as well, where you start thinking about like, you know, why is this happening? What does it mean? Um, and then as, as I developed more of a thesis and had more conviction around what, what they could potentially mean, um, you know, I, I started to, to buy a lot of them, including Punk 4156, um, which I purchased, I believe it was a 625 or 650 ETH um, that I paid. Um, which I'm, I'm not sure if it was the first, but it, it was certainly one of the first uh, million dollar CryptoPunk sales at, at the time. So, you know, I, I guess I had obviously kind of acquired a lot of a lot of conviction fairly quickly that that these were going to be um, important um, digital objects. And what was the as you were starting to put this thesis together and you mentioned you, you started to get more conviction around them being, let's say, an, an integral, at least an early iteration of what these digital objects could be and, and the value associated with those. What was that thesis? Right. And and why do you think that something like CryptoPunks has really taken off? Um, and certainly, yeah, and I, I wouldn't necessarily call it, let's say, mainstream adoption, but within, let's say, the crypto world, certainly pretty much everyone at this point has heard of CryptoPunks. So what is it about them themselves that you think and we can obviously dovetail this into some other projects that you're working on? What is it about them that um, really, you know, attracted you and, and, and why you thought these could accrue value over the long term? I, I think initially it was just an intuition. Um, you know, I, I, I think um, the idea that people were using them as as their Twitter PFPs, that people were starting starting to to kind of think about um, digital identity more deeply, and and to think about kind of ownership around that identity. That that you know the the punk is um, a kind of a, a, you know a, a digital original. Um, and a, and a kind of claim on OGness in the context of the Ethereum economy. So I think th that was the the kind of initial thinking. I had also thought it was very very interesting to try to it would be interesting to try to build a brand around uh, a CryptoPunk. So part of my motivation, specifically around buying four one five six, was I, I I thought the the ape looked cool. It looked like it had a bit of attitude with the blue bandana, and that it would be fun to to create a kind of digital artist persona for for the punk. You know, I've been personally um, speculating in, in financial markets and, and doing things in financial markets for a long time now. And I find that typically there's no one when, when one gets very, very bullish on an idea or an asset class, there's 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 typically more than one reason to want to buy something. And I think I saw in punks, again, this kind of confluence of many different factors around digital identity and ownership around digital originals. Uh, around punks being the the first of their kind, you know, like the the originator of the form, and and that that could give them value, and then also potentially as as an object that one could build a brand around, um, that that would um, be something completely new and and potentially very interesting for that reason. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, this concept of being able to build brands and kind of, we'll say, monetize the likeness or uniqueness of these different, and if we'll call them NFT collectibles or collections, right, has certainly gained a lot of prominence, especially in the last few months. And one project I know you're involved with, and we will bring this kind of back full circle to, to punks because there is um, uh, some interesting activity that's been happening there, especially with you specifically over the last few weeks that I definitely want to get into. But taking a quick kind of sidestep here, one of the projects you're you're uh, heavily involved in is Nouns, right? And I think that they're one of the most interesting, um, I won't say derivatives of the kind of punk world, but they're a very interesting kind of NFT collectible. Um, and I would love to hear one from, from your own words, you know, what is nouns? What was kind of the origin story around uh, nouns themselves? And what makes them unique versus something like a crypto punk? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so nouns started kind of in, in <laughs> deep in my imagination, I, I had been thinking about punks and experimenting with punks and owning punks. Um, and, and, you know, I, I had really started to think about how you know, if, if punks are the kind of originator of the form, you know, I've, I've called them elsewhere, uh, the kind of citizen cane of 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 the form of of PFP projects, collectibles, communities, um, however we want to define it. You know, if 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 they're the citizen cane, they they really define the form. Um, they did that in 2017, and and you know, over over the previous six months. Um, as punks had become popularized, we hadn't really seen a whole lot of innovation um, happen around the model. You know, we'd seen a lot of kind of copycats, a lot of people taking what what punks had done and, and kind of I- imitating it, but but nobody had had built you know punks 2.0 or, or re- really started to think about what that might be. Um, and so I had spent a lot of time thinking about well, what you know what what are the other primitives here that would be interesting that could really extend this idea. Um, and 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 make it more than you know a, a kind of digital collectible that could really um, make it a, a community that had that had capital that had ownership um, and and that had an ability to to kind of proliferate something um, larger um, you know potentially make make something that could become the world's largest open source brand and and so I, I wrote down a bunch of those ideas uh, in a Twitter thread. And and very fortunately, you know, as as a function of having a big big presence on Twitter and and having, you know, built in the technology world for for a long time, um, I, I I was able to to meet a bunch of people that wanted to help uh, build the idea together, uh, and and so a group of ten of us got together really based on a Twitter thread, um, and and over a period of three months, um, kind of fleshed out some some of the the uh, ideas that I, I put forth in the thread uh, in into the nouns project. And so a lot of projects, you know, start off as or or come to market, I should say, as let's say, you know, 10,000 different unique versions of some type of, you know, central IP or, or t- some type of um, central avatar in a sense. And those will get auctioned off or they'll get claimed. And, and there's 10,000 exist right off the bat. Right. What I find really interesting about nouns and, and you, maybe you can walk us through this. What is the kind of distribution mechanism for every single noun and how is that again a, a bit different from something like a punk or a board ape or the other kind of distribution models you've seen so far right yeah that's right so so nouns you know what the the tagline of nouns is is one noun every day forever um and and so how how nouns work uh, is that the initial supply when when we when we created the project on ethereum the initial supply was zero uh, and and one noun is created uh, every every 24 hours and auctioned off 24 hours, 
Uh, and, and this happens kind of automatically on Ethereum. So it's not like the founders are, are kind of minting one of these nouns every, every 24 hours. The project is governed by a set of smart contracts um, that, that automatically, as long as Ethereum exists um, and, and as long as people want to, to bid on nouns, um, th these smart contracts auction off one noun every 24 hours forever. Um, and and the the kind of settlement of of the previous auction kicks off the next auction, uh, and and so there's in essence always a noun being auctioned, um, and that's the way the supply grows. Um, so it would actually take 27 years approximately to to reach you know the 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 magic number of 10,000 nouns, um, which which is kind of the you know the standard for these these PFP projects now. Um, as of today, we're I believe we're on noun 147. Um, so you know we're, we're um, just just a, a, a few months into the history of the project, um, and and so 147 of these nouns have been created. Part of the thinking behind that that mechanism um, is is, uh, is really that that kind of fairness and credibility is a fundamental property um, of of these crypto platforms, uh, and and that auctioning off one unit every day forever. Kind of creates uh, a more equal opportunity across crypto epics for people to discover the project and buy in. Um, so, in the case of CryptoPunks, for example, you know that when when the ten thousand of them were created in twenty seventeen, well, if if you happen to be online, you know at at the time um, they were released, um, or or you know twenty four hours after, I believe they sold out around a, a day after they were released. Um, then that, that was very fortunate for you and, and you were very lucky to be in the right time and place. Um, Cryptodes, same thing, you know, another kind of similar PFP project. You know, if, if you happen to be online, you know, for the, the, the one hour period uh, before they sold out, then that's, of course, very, very fortunate for you. But, but there's, there's not a, a kind of fundamental fairness there that creates equal opportunities across time um, to, to, to become a member of the community. So one of the fundamental components of nouns is is this kind of you know equal access to, to nouns because one noun is auctioned every day, uh, forever. And one thing I also think really that's really interesting is the funding to purchase every noun rolls into a a noun stout kind of treasury, right? So if if you, you know you mentioned one forty seven, let's say tomorrow's one forty eight. If I go out and I buy noun one forty eight for fifty ETH, let's say that ETH actually gets rolled into a DAO or a treasury that the nouns community can use to reinvest or, or really deploy however they see fit, right? Yeah, that's correct. So un unlike uh, a lot of other uh, NFT projects or, or almost all other NFT projects where the, the, the proceeds from the auctions go to the creators and then it's kind of at, at the, the, the creator's discretion how much they want to keep for themselves versus how much they want to kind of reinvest in the community. Um, in, in the case of Nouns, 100% of the Noun auction proceeds go into the Nouns DAO, which is the organization that is governed uh, collectively by all of the Nouns. So one one noun NFT is not just um, you know a, a a picture you know a, a PFP or a, a way to digitally represent yourself within the organization. It's also a vote. One noun is one vote that allows you to direct the nouns DAO treasury and and govern the future of the ecosystem. Yeah, and you, you mentioned or touched on this concept of capital, and obviously that being a, a pretty critical component to building any type of business, right, or, or any type of you know kind of large scale community. How in these in these earlier days, how are you seeing the nouns community 
rally around, whether it's different proposals or or the or start to think about because as of today, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there's over sixty million dollars in the actual Nouns Dow Treasury itself. How are community members or noun owners starting to think about how to deploy that or use that to continue to grow? The brand awareness of nouns and you know i'm sure a couple other um big initiatives that you guys have that maybe you can touch on that that is trying to expand i guess the brand awareness of what nouns is and what you guys are trying to do yeah so i, I mean yes there, there's uh obviously a lot of a lot of capital in the treasury now um again we're, we're just over four months into the pro- project and there's about sixteen thousand eth in total in the nouns dow treasury um that yes you know at, at present kind of equates to about uh 62 million USD. Um, 10% of that capital is actually being staked. So um, the the noun owners um, have have created a, a proposal to 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 stake uh, a percentage of that ETH. Uh, and and so as, as far as I'm aware, we're we're one of the first NFT projects that is is staking the ETH. And and this is kind of a a part of of noun ownership now and and the governance of the ecosystem. Um, and and yes, you know, it, in terms of the the proposals that have been passed. Um, I believe the 28th proposal uh, just just succeeded, uh, and that that was a proposal to send a noun to the International Space Station. Um, so, you know what? There there are some noun owners that that have uh, connections to NASA, um, and and um, th- they're kind of arranging that uh, the community will will 3D print a noun, uh, and then uh, in about a year's time send it to the the International Space Station, uh, and and have that noun uh, photographed by the astronauts on board the ISS. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the, these are kind of proposals that are um, related to the proliferation of the nouns meme. You know, that part of the community's thesis, I think, being that, um, you know, c- copies make originals more valuable. And to the extent that all of the uh, noun owners um, own originals, um, it, it becomes a, a kind of natural piece of the governance to, to kind of proliferate the meme of nouns to, to kind of accrue value back to the originals, you know, as, as a function of, of recognition. You know, what, one way we kind of talked about this early on, although I do think it's, it's kind of a lot more complex and, and maybe amorphous than this, is that, that we're building this kind of, you know, decentralized open source Disney where, you know, the, the, the ownership claims on the organization are not shares, but, but actual pictures of, of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, right? Like that we, we own the digital originals, and, and the proceeds from the sale of those digital originals goes into a community pot that can be used to kind of pr- proliferate them in the same way that, that a brand would, would proliferate uh, it, it, its IP. It just happens to be the case that, that because of what NFTs allow, all of this IP um, it, it actually exists in the public domain. So nouns are, are CC0, um, C- Creative Commons Zero License, essentially public public domain um, IP. And, and so the... Um, that facilitates the proliferation of of the brand and of the meme, and and the value isn't necessarily in an IP monopoly like an organization like Disney would have. The value actually ends up being in in the ownership of of the digital original, in the ownership of the pic- pictures of, of of Donald Duck and, and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's fascinating. And but let's stick with you know you mentioned CC zero. Maybe you you touched on it briefly, but maybe explain exactly what that means and what that is, and why that's such an important. Um, I won't even say trend, but really kind of topic area of discussion right now within these different, we'll say you know non fungible collective communities. Um, what the importance of CC zero is, and how that differs from what let's say the rights are that you get or commercial rights you get from being a nouns holder versus something like a 
Bored Ape or CryptoPunk. Yeah, so so CC0 Creative Commons is something that has actually been around for quite some time, right? I mean, th- this has been around for, uh, I'm not sure when it originated, but, it, you know, at least a decade. Um, and, and this is the idea of copy left instead of copyright, right? That, that um, the kind of d- default license um, when you create something because of the laws that exist, you know, in, in, in the world um, is, is you know, it, it is a state of copyright and, and of ownership and that you can uh, attempt to kind of explicitly override this, this default license by assigning um, something that is much, much more permissive with the idea that um, there could be value in people taking the thing that you've made and remixing it, reconfiguring it, um, and sharing it and, and proliferating it. But to date, this never ever really had um, a, a viable business model that went along with it. You know, if you created something and and you know somebody took it and reconfigured it and and released it on the web, you know, th- this this might be great in terms of you know kind of social recognition or or just kind of the, the um, you know the the proliferation of something cool. But there was never really a way to monetize that before non fungible tokens. But what non fungible tokens have created is this idea of ownership of the digital original. And, you know, I, I think there, there's a, um, lots of precedent for this idea that copies make originals more valuable, right? The, the reason um, the Mona Lisa, in a sense, is very, very valuable is that it's famous as a function of, of there being so many copies that exist in the world, right? That, that um, so many um, n- non-original images of the Mona Lisa have been proliferated that everyone instantly recognizes the original and recognizes that it's important. And and really celebrity works the same way as well, right? The the reason it's a big deal when you when you see a celebrity in real life is is because you you are seeing the original and and really everyone is is used to seeing copies and and you know you you have this kind of credibility or or there's this credibility that that materializes as, as a function of being close to the original. And that, of course, is valuable to the extent that celebrities are famous and, and make a lot of money. So we all kind of implicitly recognize that, that copies make originals more valuable. And, and so um, all of a sudden, for the first time, there's a, this really powerful set of incentives that, that can be attached to these copyleft or, or Creative Commons licenses. Um, where when you when you own the digital original, all of a sudden there's a very very strong incentive to proliferate the copies, and so copyright, which is essentially a a, a, a technology for 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 stopping the proliferation of of copies, actually becomes the wrong license. And and what you really want is this kind of copy left license that that encourages the proliferation um, of, of of copies because it makes the originals more valuable. Um, and and so again, co- copy. Uh, or, or Creative Commons is um, is a license that has has existed for a long time, but never really had these kind of very uh, deep incentives that could be tied to it. And now, for the first time, they can be, uh, and and that's why I think it's it's become this very very important topic of conversation within the NFT community. And and I think over time that conversation is just going to grow, and people are going to recognize that that you know this this kind of way of working is the most native to this new medium and, and the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah. And you, you mentioned copies versus the originals, right? I'm, I'm curious. One of the questions I had to you was going to be in this world of kind of these, these open source collections, right? That you can 
monetize or, or create de- derivative works off of, where do you really see the value accruing in, let's say, a, a collection like now? Is it going to be in you know, the long tail of derivative works that are created or copies that are created off of that? But it sounds like a majority of that value you think is going to actually accrue back to, let's say, the original noun of which a derivative work is created. Am, am I thinking about that correctly? I, I think both things are true. Um, I don't think we've yet seen an, a, a, a really um, strong example of of uh, derivatives that um, kind of add enough to the conversation that they become very, very valuable. Um, that, that's not to say that they haven't been created. They might be out there, but I don't think the market has kind of recognized it yet. You know, in, in my experience, financial markets are, are very, very good at kind of pricing and identifying things they've seen before and very not good at, at pricing and identifying things that are completely novel. And I think most of what we're seeing in, in the NFT space, especially in the in the CC0 plus derivative NFT space, is very, very novel. It's super early. Um, I do think in time um, we are going to see valuable derivative works. I'm not sure how it happens. You know, I, I think people also currently have a fairly narrow definition of, of what a derivative might be. You know, they, they, they think of a derivative as this kind of like low effort, you know, clone of, of the original. You know, there, there, there are lots of examples of this in, in the CryptoPunks and Nouns and, and Cryptodes uh, universe. You know, somebody takes it and, you know, flips, flips the, uh, the image the other way or adds a hat or, you know, something like that. And, and you know, that's the kind of current definition that we have of, of a derivative work. But a, a derivative work could well be, you know, a, a Hollywood show that um, takes the original, uh, original quote unquote IP, and turns it into something that is is extraordinarily popular. You know, as popular as, as Futurama or Rick and Morty or or any of any, any of the content that we're used to seeing. And it could very easily be the case that that work that that adds a lot to the the conversation becomes, in essence, the derivative. And and uh, you know, to the extent that the, the quote-unquote IP within that show is itself uh, in the public domain. The way that show could be monetized is actually by selling NFTs of that show. Um, and, 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 and in that sense, it could be the case that we do see very, very valuable um, derivatives kind of emerge on, on the next layer up. Um, it could also be the case that those derivatives do turn, turn out to, to only um, kind of drive value back to the original, in which case that that would be um, one of the reasons I think it would be very important for these communities to have a large treasury that they they can use to kind of finance or incentivize the, pro- the production of related content, um, you know, to, to the extent that um, the, the motivations for creating that kind of content would be related to um, getting paid in ETH or, or some other currency by the organization rather than kind of, uh, you know, developing your own IP. Um, I, I think ultimately it's going to be a kind of a mix of those two models, but it's just so early on that we haven't really seen a lot of experimentation happen yet. Yeah, and, and that was one thing I wanted to get into because obviously you've seen with something like Board Apes, for example, right? You have you know music groups that have that have popped up that are a collection of apes that are taking, let's say, a playbook out of maybe you know the the gorilla's success, you know, a, a decade or two decades ago at this point. Um, are you seeing any? early, and I know you mentioned this earlier, but are you seeing any examples of how this is starting to manifest itself in terms of these derivative works around any nouns, any nouns specifically? So anyone in the community that's kind of creating a brand around uh, their noun or even creating a business model around their noun? Um, 
I would say that um, I'm I'm aware of of people that are thinking of of doing this um, in in you know pretty substantial ways. Um, it, it is very very early. You know, again, the the project is about four months old. This idea that there might be like a you know a, a really healthy business model that can be built on top of um, creating content or, around Creative Commons IP is very new. Um, and and so I would say um, again very early, but but there are some fairly serious um, kind of traditional content producers um, that are kind of hanging around the ecosystem and and at least considering working with. Um, working with the characters uh, and, and and creating derivatives based on them so i i think that's that's pretty encouraging you know the the kind of consensus view i would say that we've, we've encountered so far is that you know hollywood or or you know traditional content producers would never ever engage with this sort of uh this sort of ip or this sort of license and and i think we have very early indications that that may not be true that that you know they, they could be very interested in doing something um, and and that there's a real appetite for experimenting with this new model and 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 taking risk and and really seeing what it can do. Got it. And and this all we're talking about here too can apply to collaboration with let's say other kind of NFT collections, right? Or other I'll call them NFT communities. You look at something like Nouns and and uh, Toads. I think as you mentioned, and as far as I'm aware, recently have come together to create something called Nodes. Really curious again, just even from a specifics, but at a high level, what that type of collaboration looks like. Do you think that's going to be something that you know the nouns community looks to do more with other NFT collectible communities and tying it back to kind of this uh, CC zero commentary and 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 um, concept that we've been talking about here? This opens up an entirely new world for kind of creative collaboration in a sense. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, I think it's important to recognize and 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 really one of the um, the amazing things about operating in this way is that you know the uh, the nodes collection is is neither uh, you know a, a product of you know the the nouns um, owners or the noun owners nor, nor the toad owners right it, it it's really a, it's it's permissionless innovation that's happening you know it, it's it's a specific person kind of hanging out in both of those communities or who's a fan of those communities that goes out and and kind of decides to to combine the artwork together and create a new collection. And so I, I think that the the real power here is um, is in essence reducing the coordination costs, right? Like if if someone had to ask us permission for nodes um, or or you know we had to partner with a third party to create nodes, the 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 kind of bandwidth of any organization at the end of the day will become constrained. Whereas these kind of per permissionless organizations that um, kind of take advantage or harness the power of of the crowd, you know, in, in the context of, of uh, NFTs or the internet or, or kind of these 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 kind of de decentralized crypto projects, you know, this is such a, a powerful idea because because the power of the crowd is, is I think just so much greater than um, many of us um, in, intuit that that it is and that kind of collectively, there's just so much content and so much value that can be created. Uh, and, and so it, it's really in, in explicitly not having to have that collaboration be initiated by the Nouns community or the Toads community, that this becomes a very, very powerful idea. And what was the reception when, because obviously the Nouns and Toads community now very much aware of, of what Nodes is doing, right? And someone coming in, and to your point, maybe 
being in both of those communities, finding an opportunity or, or creating an opportunity for um, this kind of, we'll call it, you know, cross-collection collaboration. What was the initial reception to something like Nodes from, from Noun holders? I would say within the community, you know, p- people are very excited um, to, to see derivatives being created, um, to, to see people, you know, wanting to engage with the culture uh, and the content. I believe so. There, there's a, a project happening right now called called Noun Center that is attempting to to kind of catalog, um, you know, everything that's happening within uh, the nouns community, because it, I mean, and and you know, again, this speaks to 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 the power of the crowd. You know, it, it's already the community is already large enough, and and there's already so much happening that it, it's basically impossible for any one individual to keep track of it all. Um, and and so this project is is kind of attempting to catalog all of the activity in the community. And I believe there's something like 60 uh, derivative projects already, again, af- after four months. Um, and, and so I think certainly people within the community are very excited to see all of that activity happening. I think for those of us who really you know, deeply believe in the thesis that, that these copies and the proliferation of the meme makes the originals more valuable, these are very, very promising signs for, for what's happening. Um, you know, I, I do think, um, you know, especially for us as kind of artists of the original artwork, some of us have have this kind of like deep intuition that that you know knockoffs are bad, uh, you know that that copies are bad, that that somehow this is somebody else diluting the thing that that you created. Um, but I think you know it, it, these are really just kind of holdovers um, from from the you know the trauma of so many years of of you know artists having um, th- their work kind of stolen or or monetized by someone else. Um, and and now that there's actually you know a, a market enforced way to to kind of uh reap the 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 values of of these derivatives and and reap the values of, of somebody kind of re- or, or reap the rewards f- from somebody remixing um the thing that you created um i i think that attitude over time is going to change pretty dramatically and and over time people will see it as absolutely an asset um when uh when derivatives are created uh, based on on an artist's work yeah, and you keep going back to the the power of the crowd and and this this concept of community, right? Which is obviously you know what I I would find to be one of the most important aspects for any type of whether it's you know even DeFi protocol all the way to you know some of these NFT collectibles going forward. How can you give us an idea of one what the nouns community looks like even at a high level today? You know what are some of the who are some of the participants or or, or what does that kind of demographic look like and how important is this concept of community to the success of this type of, let's call it creative endeavor? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I would say that one of the very unique things about the nouns community um, is is that uh, it, it it's not only made up of, of noun owners, that, that within the context of nouns, there are many, many different ways to engage with the project. Um, and, and I think this is actually going to turn out to be a super important um, concept for, for a lot of these projects going forward. You know, it, it's the case that if, if you think about kind of uh, mainstream adoption or, or long-term adoption of any of these projects, you know, a, a collection of, of 10,000 10, of X or Y is, is, is just not enough to, to kind of satisfy uh, demand for, for, for kind of mainstream adoption. Um, so it, I think it's the case that no matter the size of the collection, the the quote unquote digital originals um, will remain these aspirational objects 
that only a small percentage of of community holders will own. Um, and I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I, I think that that's kind of it. That's like a, a necessary quality of, of creating, you know, a great deal of value for these originals. And so it, it ends up becoming very important to have lots and lots of different ways for people to uh, engage with the collections, whether that's, you know, fractionalized ownership, uh, whether that's creating creating derivatives, um, whether that's actually, uh, you know, building something new on the project and, and getting funded by the project, as is the case with, you know, the, the 20 plus proposals that have been passed within the Nouns ecosystem. Um, and, and so, again, within the Nouns ecosystem, there, there's this like real diversity of, of uh, participants. You know, we have we have the the project founders that we call Nounders. We have the Noun owners um, uh, that we call Nouners. We have uh, the, the, the folks that have been funded to build something on top of on top of nouns, the builders. Um, we have the people that are, are working on derivatives, um, people that are just kind of fan, fans of the project and, and just kind of hanging out and, and learning about it. Um, and, and there's a lot of developers in the community as well that are, that are um, I, you know, forking the, the open source code base and trying to create, you know, in, instances of, of um, the nouns distribution mechanism, not just the artwork, mm -hmm. derivatives of the distribution mechanism. Um, and, and so, again, this, this real diversity of, of owners within the community. And I think that's going to be super important for, for most projects going forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I want to kind of take a step back or, or, or go back to a, a topic where we were talking about at the start of this to kind of bring this all full circle. I know, or at least from my understanding, within the last couple of weeks, you originally, as you mentioned, you know, you were a crypto punk holder, have recently, as far as I'm aware of, sold your actual punk collection. And to the degree you're comfortable um, it kind of explaining or talking through your thought process there, we'd love to hear the rationale for, for why you thought maybe it was more, it was time to focus on, you know, other endeavors like nouns. And what about that maybe punk's community and maybe this ties to, to CC0 uh, that we were talking about? What about the community? itself really kind of i guess gave you that um confidence to say you know this is this is no longer something that i want to be a part of or, or that i need to own yeah sure i mean you know i i think for me it's it's kind of a it, it's a complex issue with lots and lots of things that are, are are tied up into it um and and again i think generally when i've you know had a lot of conviction to to buy or sell things um, over the years, that that conviction has kind of grown for many, many different reasons. Um, you know, maybe it's a little bit like uh, like a neural network where where you know you ha you have all these inputs and you just have to you have to hit this kind of uh, you know th threshold that actually triggers an action. Um, and so I can talk about some of those those inputs, but there's not you know there's not any one specific thing that that finally triggered it. Um, you know, I, I think certainly crypto Twitter picked up very heavily on on the you know, like the um, the IP rights uh, mm -hmm. component of the conversation, where where punks um, d don't necessarily kind of have built into them um, th this method for the proliferation of of the copies, um, and and certainly that was one of the reasons. But you know, I, I think um, 
I, I think it was initially driven by by this idea that that you know the 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 punk's copyright kind of continued to be owned um, by the original creators, which is of course that 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 is fine and and that's their choice and and you know if, if that's kind of um, the way they think the maximum amount of value will accrue to to the project, you know that that, that that's certainly um, you know so, something that that they're they're entitled to do. But I think as someone who has a pretty deep thesis around how um, value is going to accrue to originals in the context of NFTs, it just seemed very, very important to me that the power of the community is harnessed to proliferate the meme and that that would be the thing that that would drive the maximum amount of value and attention um, back to the originals. And, and you know, in, in, in the context of trying to censor um, that proliferation, that it, it was very possible that um, punks would would not um, not be as historically important as people thought they were because not enough people would would ever learn about them um, that that they wouldn't be kind of memed and and uh, you know turned into these important cultural artifacts without having the the incentive layer that would allow that kind of remixing and, and proliferation and then also you know as someone who had originally had a thesis about building a personal brand around uh, around a punk, it just didn't make sense to try to continue to build a brand uh, ar- around something where somebody else had a stronger claim to that thing than I did. Right? It, it, it's just illogical because um, it it just ends up being too much risk at some point. You know, it, you know the the I don't know the the crypto punks movie could come out and and you know four one five six is is not the character that that I wanted it to be in the movie. And of course, you know, that that, that would be a risk with with uh, CC0 as well. But in in the context of CC0, there would be lots and lots of different narratives that would be um, kind of com- competing to define um, what what something meant. Uh, and, and, you know, ha- having just a, a single narrative controlled by by another organization um, seemed like it could could potentially be problematic. Um, so you know, and and then of course there's there's also the 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 kind of question of valuation, you know, punks having kind of uh, gone up by by a factor of you know fifty to hundred x in in ETH terms over a year, um, you know, again, m- many many reasons for um, deciding to 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 make the specific decision to to sell, um, but th- th- there's a, there's a certain I think schism between the 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 valuation. Of the assets and the uh, the model that would lead to uh, proliferation that that would kind of support those valuations, and in the context of of these very very high valuations, and then also you know the 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 kind of potential at least lack of understanding within the community around how these things should proliferate. I, I think that that was what led to the the decision ultimately. Yeah, no, and that's that's fascinating. I really appreciate that that kind of insight because I know, as you mentioned, it it was a combination of things, right? It wasn't just one that that kind of uh, brought you to or triggered that that decision on your end. This entire concept around again copyright IP, you know, open kind of Creative Commons is one I think we're going to continue to see kind of front and center for any of these new these new projects um, that are trying to gain some type of you know bootstrap, some type of early community around what it is that they're doing. Um, one of the kind of last questions I had for you before, because you and I could probably talk about this stuff for for hours on end. Are there any other NFT, we'll call them collectibles or creative IP projects that are leveraging Web three that are on 
on your radar that you find interesting outside of any of the ones that we've already talked about today? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, in in general, I would say I'm I'm just very interested in in any project that um, is is using uh, CC zero or or any other kind of very permissive license, and and then also trying to think um, about novel forms of distribution and and novel kind of incentive engineering that will um, that will solve the problem of of you know the, the the proliferation of of copies and 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 solve the problem of creating incentives for people to build um, build on top of the assets as a base layer. You know, I, I think in general this idea that that what the things that are being built are open source brands um, that that they're essentially you know brand protocols that that at, at their core really are. A set of primitives that will encourage other people to build on top of them. I don't think that's that's super widespread yet. I, I think nouns potentially cryptodes are, are are the first two that that really kind of grok that idea. Um, and I, I, certainly, I would be on the lookout for any other project that um, is, is starting to think about the world in this way. Um, Chain runners actually might be another example. Um, again, something that is is on chain, um, you know, uh, CC zero, and and really starts to think about the primitives um, a, as a, a, a kind of base layer that other people will take and and experiment with. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dom who who works on nouns, his his loot project as well is is another one of these. Um, you know that that's well known. Um, but in in general, I I think that thesis is right. That you start, you start with the primitives, you know, j just like you can think about about ETH uh, as, as a kind of, you know, a, a primitive that that all of the the DApps on Ethereum kind of take and and use to create value and, and create this kind of interoperability layer that is is very very interesting. You know, you you can think about you know loot or chain runners or nouns as this kind of layer of primitives um, that that are there for for experimenting with for building on top of. Um, for creating a kind of a, a layer of, of cultural interoperability um, and, and that that will produce an ecosystem that at the end of the day is just far, far more interesting and more valuable um, than, you know, a centralized organization can can produce. Um, and and that, that, that is the, the, the thesis that, that we have within these communities and, and the thing that we're working towards. Yeah, I, I very much agree too. I, I think that's that's spot on and, and really well said. Yeah, it summarizes it perfectly. Um, so before I let you go, for those who are interested, uh, where can people find out more information about you, what you're doing, and then also uh, nouns for those who are interested in, in learning more? Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter at punk4156. Um, you can follow the nouns project on Twitter. It's at nounsdao. Um, if you want to learn more about nouns, you can go to nouns.wtf. Um, and if you just kind of scroll down on the main page, there's a pretty good, um, like a, a collapsible menu that, that explains the project um, and, and, you know, it, it attempts to introduce some of the concepts that we're playing with. Um, and then uh, Nouns Discord is just discord.gg slash nouns. Um, and that's, that's where you can find me for the most part. We're doing some pretty interesting things in there. So please come and check it out. That's perfect. Well, I think we've certainly uh, sowed the seeds for future conversations around this, right? So excited to get you back on maybe in a, in a few months or sometime next year and see how this is all kind of transpiring and how it's playing out. So in the meantime, really appreciate you taking the time and sitting with me and talking about this. I think it's going to be another really interesting uh, conversation for this audience. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. That was fun. 
What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to Real Vision Crypto. For more great crypto content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance. 